Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Some of you guys out there might have made a birth plan. Some of you are just going to wing it. Both options are cool. But my birth plan was that I wanted to labor at home for as long as possible, go through the early stages of labor, distract myself by taking a lovely stroll with my husband and my dog around the block, watch some movies, bake some cookies. And then as when contractions started to get a little bit more intense, I would go to the hospital, go to Cedars. My doula, you know, would come with me. We would check in. I would get an epidural and I'd push a baby out. Great. That's not what happened. It's never how it, it's just, it's just not what happened. Um, what ended up happening was about a week before my due date, I went in to get checked up and the baby was measuring small and he hadn't grown in a week, which the doctor had told me, my OB, Dr. Lainey Kumetz had said to me, you know, there are some babies who just kind of don't eat as well on the inside anymore and they have to come out. Like for whatever reason, your placenta has kind of pooped out and it's time to get him out because he's going to eat better on the outside than he is on the inside. Um, so they were saying you're probably going to have to be induced. And I basically just completely flipped my lid, like was upset. I didn't want to get induced. I had heard horrible things about being induced. I had heard that the contractions are worse than ever. You go from zero to a hundred because you're using drugs and the drugs are what's causing the contractions and it's just a complete nightmare. Um, so I was hysterical. And the first call I made after my husband was my doula, Rebecca Beninati. And what did you say? Hmm. First, I think I told you that inductions aren't scary. Okay. And that we got this. Mm -hmm. And that we were going to make a plan. I think we talked about 
getting together, the three of us, you and I think Pat. I found out I was getting induced and you came over like that afternoon. I did. Which I think is I came over, moving. yeah, that afternoon we sat at your kitchen table. I remember it. She walked into my front gate and I ran over to her and there's something about a Rebecca Beninati hug, but she, and I'm a very, I don't like to cry in front of people. I don't really, I get really embarrassed about it. And I ran into her arms and just started <laughs> sobbing. Um, and I think it was because I think I am type A and I really did want to stick to my plan and, and it just wasn't going to happen, um, the way I had intended. Um, but you gave me a really long hug and you said it was gonna be okay. And then we sat at my kitchen table and we came up with a plan. We did. We talked about all the fears that you had, first of all, about an induction and how you had heard so many scary things about it. And I assured you that, yes, that was a possibility, that it could go like that. Mm -hmm. But I also gave you hope that it could go a different way as well. And the biggest thing, the most (laughs) important thing, the most challenging thing about helping you settle into an induction was um, that you needed to let go that you needed to completely let go of any idea that you had. And another very challenging thing for the lovely Katie Lowe's <laughs> is to completely clear her entire calendar for the day and a half prior to the scheduled induction so that you could make sense of what was going to happen mm-hmm. and so that you could really enter the process of an induction feeling grounded, mm-hmm. calm, mm-hmm. relaxed, and most importantly, really connected to your husband. And those were... Um, that was the start of the instructions that we made together. Yeah, I'm really good at taking direction. Yes. And hence being an actress. But I um, I think they had given me an option. Like, they were like, okay, so you're going to be induced. You can choose to check in Friday at 8, Saturday at 8, or Sunday at 8. And I'm like, hold on a second. Like, I'm choosing my kid's birth date right now. Like, I, there was something about that that just really freaked me out. Like, like I just was like, what do you mean? I I just want him to choose it. I want him to tell me when he's ready to come out. I can't believe I'm just like on the phone with somebody, some receptionist at Cedar sinai just picking the day that I'm going to birth my kid. And I don't know if that's what's best for him. I don't know if that's what he wants. And Rebecca sat with me at my kitchen table and said to me, you have to take the power back, choose what day you want. And we came up with the plan that how awesome would it be to go into labor at Sunday night because this whole weekend I'm going to clear my schedule. It was a Friday. I'm going to spend Friday night, Saturday day, Saturday night, and Sunday day with my husband. I'm going to do all the stuff I love to do. Get the car cleaned, get the dog washed, <laughs> make sure the house is clean. Like, And um, we went on dates. We went to movies. My husband and I got a manicure and pedicure. Adam's never gotten a manicure and pedicure in his entire life. Like, he was like, why are we doing this? And I was like, because that's what I want to do on this Saturday before I have my kid. Um, we went out to happy hour. We got sushi. We went to the farmer's market on Sunday. And we really, like Rebecca had said and had given me the direction to do, we shut off our phones, only talked to our parents. We texted our best friends and just said, hey, we're going to go into labor on Sunday night. And Rebecca just really helped me. See, this is why a doula is amazing, like aside from just in the, in the delivery room. But you helped me come to terms with how awesome it was that I was going to take the power back and make the decision to have my son on Sunday night because I was going to have this kind of last weekend with my husband in my house before I was a mom. And so Sunday night, 
We were supposed to check in at eight, and by six o'clock, we made a dinner reservation for an awesome Italian restaurant right around the corner from Cedars. I had a glass of wine, a huge ass bowl of pasta, and checked into Cedars, and like had wrapped my brain around the fact that I was going to have my son, and I was going to meet my kid, and I could be excited about it rather than scared. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Rebecca, for <laughs> doing that. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play. So then I checked in and um, I we started the induction process, which begins with you take a pill that um, helps dilate your cervix and the pill worked very quickly. My cervix dilated a centimeter, which was the amount we needed to stick in a Foley balloon. Have you ever heard of that? 
yeah, guess what? When I saw Scott Foley after I gave birth to my kid, I asked Scott Foley, are you related to the guy who created the horrible medieval torture device called a Foley balloon that gets shoved up your vagina if you're induced? And he was like, no, I don't know that guy. Um, So they shove in this balloon that literally looks like a balloon that you use at a kid's party that you tie up into a, like, like make it into a circus. Balloon animal. Yeah, a balloon animal. (laughs) And they blow it up slowly over time. And when it's able to be pulled out, it means you've dilated four centimeters. So that happened also very quickly. Very quickly, very smoothly. (sighs) And I will say that the Foley balloon is the, probably the most challenging most uncomfortable part of an induction is really? that balloon. So the I fact made that it. you had an easy experience, <laughs> we'll say somewhat easy experience. I did. With that Foley balloon is I'll really never forget the nurse's amazing. face. They put it in there and I was still not on drugs yet and I was horrified. And they put it in there and I it can take anywhere from six to ten hours to get to four centimeters where they can pull it out. And in one hour, she came to check me and pulled on the balloon, and it came right out. And I had already gone to four centimeters in an hour. And so my son was going easy on me thus far. Um, and then um, my water broke on its own, and I'll never forget that either. I was lying on my side. The Foley balloon had just came out, and they were starting to... Um, use Pitocin, which is the drug that they use to induce and start contractions. And they were using a small dose of Pitocin. And all of a sudden, I literally heard a big like that in the upper right corner of my abdomen. And I was like, holy crap, what was that? Huge flush of water. And I was like, nurse, nurse. I'm all of a sudden like hitting the the, the little call button, button thing, next, the call button as fast as I can. Because I'm just like, someone needs to know that my water broke and Adam's sleeping next to me. And he was in the on the couch next to me and my water broke. And then contractions started and Rebecca got me through a few hours <laughs> <laughs> of contractions without drugs. Tell them yes. how you did that. Um, well... <laughs> What a doula does, what I do to get women through contractions is a lot of touch, massaging, Mm -hmm. a lot of verbal coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, You happen to be a person that could be having contractions and still have a vibrant, radiant personality. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Let's be clear. In between contractions. During contractions. uh, uh, uh. But what's weird about contractions is they hurt like holy hell for the minute and a half that they're happening. And then... When they're done and you get that break for a minute and a half in between, it's nothing. Nothing. There's nothing in between. Nothing. It's bizarre. So you could be in the worst pain of your life, but then the minute and a half in between, I'm laughing, joking Clear. around like it never even happened. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yes. Okay, so keep going. So in that in-between stage of, of contractions is where I was mostly able to keep you going. Because that was where I would just remind you that you just had to do one more and then one I'm more. One after contraction that. closer to getting one my kid. More, one more contractions, one at a time, and that every contraction was bringing you closer mm-hmm. and that you, you didn't have to worry about um, if you were going to do it or how you were going to do it, reminding you that you were actually already doing it. Yes, yeah, see, when I say stuff like, I can't do it, I can't do it, she's like, well, you already are doing it. And um, you also helped me come up with a mantra, which was, oh, shoot, I thought I would never forget it. And now I'm sitting here and I don't remember it. But it's something like, it was something about how, oh, 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 this is only temporary. (laughs) This is only temporary. That's what I was saying. It's amazing. You guys see, I've only have a three and a half month old and I've... 
it's gone. Like the pain is gone. That's why people are able to have more than one kid if they're going to have them. Yes. I'm glad you remembered your mantra because you did repeat it over and over in this very sing song (laughs) yet robotic kind of tone. And it really, um, it had like a little shoulder jig to go with it. And, um, maybe you can just say it again one more time. It was always like the control. I'd be like, okay, here it comes, here it comes. Um, and Rebecca had trained me before because what a doula, what Rebecca does and a lot of doulas I think also do is you have some meetings with her before the birth, before the actual birth process where you meet and you really discuss how you want things to go. And so she can keep that in mind no matter what comes your way during the actual birthing process. But um, she had already told me when you, a contraction comes on, you don't want to say, oh no, here comes another one because you're already phrasing it in your mind like it's something you can't take on. So I was, again, taking direction. I would say, okay, here's another one coming, here's another one coming because I was very like, I don't want to say, no, it's bad. Like, oh no, here comes another one. So I'd say, here coming, here's another one's coming, another one's coming, and then I'd grip onto the exercise ball and I would say, this is only temporary, this is only temporary, this is only temporary, over and over again until it was over for that minute and a half. Mm-hmm. And then I'd have a good time in between. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Although I had gone a whole night without sleeping. So what do you remember about the in-between? I remember, oh, I always wanted to be on the toilet. Mm. Do you remember that? Like yep, I was contracting the on the toilet mm-hmm. and... Um, which for some reason just feels good because you can like sit and grip onto that handicap bar. <laughs> yes, and the hard surface on your thighs. The hard the surface on your thighs is feels holding good. your pelvis really steady so that everything else can relax, relax. down yeah, and out. Yeah, that was helpful. I was gripping onto an exercise ball and putting my whole like upper body, just draping it over the exercise ball. Sometimes you would have me um, try to get into a kind of squatting position. Um, but what Rebecca does so great in the room is she keeps you moving around from position to position and she rubs your body and then she brings a beautiful smelling essential oils that can also distract you if you're smelling, if you smell, if you feel nauseous all of a sudden, which I, I luckily didn't, but some women do. She puts peppermint under your nose so that you smell and you can kind of overcome the nausea yourself. And, um, I think, and then I think I, I, I think I called it. I don't remember when that was, but I, you know, I just was like, I'm, I just really trusted my gut. I I knew for myself personally that I was okay, um, using drugs and I was, uh, fine getting an epidural. And, and in fact, that was a part of my birth plan. And another thing, Rebecca, really in, in the meetings that we are talking about before the actual birth happened, when I first met Rebecca, I had said to her, um, if I could, you know, get the epidural immediately, I would. Like, I would like to show up to the hospital and just get the drugs, and I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to do this. I just want to get my kid. I'm horrified. This sucks. I don't want to do this. This is not fair. Can Adam do it? This is ridiculous. And what Rebecca helped me come around to was that in these meetings was that, you know, they're... 
you can try to do some of the early labor stages, even maybe some of the middle stuff on your own, um, because there are some cases, not all, where you can get an epidural really, really soon and it can make labor last much longer than it would have. And she also knew that I didn't want to be in labor for 48 hours. <laughs> I wanted to get this done. So um, that was helpful so that I knew I could, okay, let's try to go to the hospital and do some of it on my own before I got the epidural. Um, the other thing that was so helpful about Rebecca is that I uh, t was taking Rebecca's prenatal yoga class and she knew that I was very strong physically. And she was like, you're really strong. You can do this. And I think you can labor for a while until you need an epidural. I mean, you would never tell me what to do. You were very respectful of me coming to that on my own. But I was so grateful that I waited personally, because I, I really was someone who was like, I don't want to experience this at all. Like, I just want to get it over with. And in our meetings, you really helped me come to a place where, okay, I'm going to be able to have it all. I'm going to be able to experience some of it. I'm going to be able to experience it to the, the place that I want to. And I'm going to just know when it's time to, that I want to get the epidural, which is what I did. Um, and I think I labored for like nine hours, but thank God, I mean, the whole thing was only 16 hours. That's right. Very, very um, big blessing. That big an blessing, because a lot of inductions so can take at the least 24 hours. Yes. So um, it was 16 hours, and it was really, it just flew by to me. Um, and getting the epidural wasn't a big deal at all. And Rebecca was, Adam had to leave the room for the epidural because he can't see big needles. And that was something we had also discussed in our birth plan, was that that's when Rebecca says, go, go get yourself a sandwich <laughs> or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And then we um, got the epidural, but I don't even, I just looked into your eyes. I had a contraction while he was putting in the needle. It was not a big deal. All of these things I was scared of were not a big deal at the time. And I, and I thank you because I think a lot of that was just looking in your eyes and holding your hands. And um, Why don't you talk a little bit about um, how you helped Adam in the room? Or a partner who might necessarily be birthing themselves. You know, I think, um, you know, there's a lot of people in the room. Sometimes people have their whole families in the room, siblings, moms, dads, partners, in any way, shape, form. And how, what do you do for those people? Because I actually, I really do think that half of the process of hiring Rebecca to be our doula was as much for Adam as it was for me. <laughs> I think, first of all, I think Adam did a great job being in the room. I do too. Um, because even though he knew his limitations with medical uh, interventions and, you know, bodily fluids or needles or whatever um, were his specific things, he was definitely a solid presence in the room. Mm -hmm. But because we had talked about what his limitations were and what he was comfortable doing or not doing, um, I think it, I hope I made that transition for him to kind of exit the room at certain times, um, feel like he was invited to do that and right. go take care of himself right. for a little bit and then come back, not that he was pushed out. Because right. uh, certainly if he had changed his mind in the moment and wanted to stay, even though we had talked about it, I would not have, I would have been the one to leave the room be only because only one person can stay in the room when the epidural is being administered. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it kind of worked out because it was either going to be Adam steps out or I step out, but Adam 
didn't want to be there for that particular part. Adam was so like, no it thanks. Adam's the dude that when he gets the flu shot, looks the other way. Like, can't even see that. And I'm pretty sure an epidural is a way bigger needle than that. But don't worry, guys. In my experience, I didn't feel anything. Yeah. It was fine. And often, just so everybody knows, you know, if you don't have a doula or you don't have a person in the room besides your partner and your partner is not interested in long needles or being a part of that process, you still will, the expectant mother will still not be alone. The nurse will then come around and take the role of that support person and and hold let you. the mother, yeah, let the mother cradle in and hold on um, during the process. Uh, let me give you guys a visual, happens. like yeah, like it, so. If when you're getting the epidural, you don't sit on the bed the way the bed goes. You're you sit on it the other way. Like how would I explain that? You like, sit sideways on the bed. You sit the, sideways on the bed with your back as f- close to the edge as you can, and he's behind you, so you don't see the needle, you don't see anything, but in front of you is a nurse or your partner partner of some sort holding both of your hands with your legs straight out in front of you so that if a contraction comes on, you can squeeze their hands as hard as you can while they're administering the needle in your back, which you don't, I I didn't even see it. Right. I didn't see anything. You don't see anything. The partner would see it if they're looking, but they also don't have to because you could both be face down, looking down on the bed and mom has to really round her back. So you could both really just kind of hide out for a minute um, and cocoon in, but still, um, yeah. The other great thing about Rebecca for a partner, and sometimes people have labors that are very, very, very long and, you know, the partner has to also eat and drink and be okay because labor is a very physical thing, no matter how you choose to do it, whether you're at home or in a hospital with drugs, without drugs, whatever it is. Um, and people need to take breaks. It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And so Rebecca is this awesome reminder to Adam where it was like, you know what, Katie's going to rest for 15 minutes. Why don't you go and get yourself water or food or you can shut your eyes for an hour or whatever that is. It was just like lovely that you were allowing him to do that because I don't know if Adam would have done it on his own. He probably would have felt bad. Yeah, I've had certain fathers uh, or just partners that uh, really don't want to uh, step out of the room at all. And so they'll be stuck in a particular position that's not necessarily comfortable for many hours thinking, well, my wife needs that me to be here in this position and they don't want to change that position. And I am looking out not only for the expectant mother, but if the father hasn't changed his position himself for a little while, I make sure that I remind partners and I'm sure I reminded Adam um, to stretch um, oh, yeah, because she's that. yeah, big big on stretching for myself and for whoever else's support team, um, because it is very physical to hold mama's legs up and help um, you know the expectant mom do squats or get in and out of the bed or when there is an epidural uh, to help switch positions where you're literally lifting the pregnant woman's body weight to help it's them. It's crazy, you guys. So when you side. get the epidural and it's so. I'm just so glad my labor wasn't long because I actually, I think if I would have been laying like that for 25 hours, I would have flipped out because, so when the epidural happens, it's such a sweet relief for the contractions (laughs) to be gone. But now you're faced with another thing, which is your legs are just (laughs) jello dead. I had never felt anything like that. Like my legs were just, you know, from your abdomen down. No, not my abdomen, just my legs down. I think they're just the heaviest it literally I thought they were like dead beluga whale seals on like a beach like that's like what it felt like and so you could be laying in one position 
And then all of a sudden the baby gets really comfortable and their heart rate starts to drop a little bit, which is okay. I it was nothing to be nervous about. Everyone had told me, but the nurses will come in when that happens and they have to switch your position to get their heart rate back up again. And quite and, quickly. And quite quickly. And that's why Rebecca is talking about how physical that is to even get you to move because you know they're moving huge muscles that I had no control over switching sides or anything like that I just was like yeah and when you're changing those positions for a a mom with an epidural not only are you lifting their body you have to quickly get them in the next position for the baby's heart rate and you have to get them in that position also with a lot of space between the legs so you're not just putting them over on their side or side to side and and leaving their body there you have to then kind of pad it up with a bunch of pillows and um, making space in between the legs so it's it's physical and um, I can't believe we did this yeah you're still talking to me and I'm like what escape to summer with Victoria's Secret Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. 
So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. So, you guys, the end of my labor, after we had the water break and I labored for a while with Rebecca, moving me into all different positions and whatnot, then um, I got the epidural and then I laid for three hours moving positions when the heart rate would drop a little bit and I started to get super upset like, oh my gosh, I felt like this was moving so fast and everything was going. And now I've been laying here like a slug for three hours and this is never going to happen. Like, I don't know what to do. I just feel like I'm laying here and I'm so tired. I didn't sleep at all. And you guys, I like really love my sleep. So I was bummed about that. Um, and the nurse came in and said, well, why don't I just check you and see, you know, maybe things have progressed. And she checked me, which by the, you guys, a check is basically just like, fingers up your vagina, just FYI. <laughs> yes. Um, so she checked me and she looked at me and she said, oh my gosh, you're 10 centimeters and you're hundred percent effaced, which 10 centimeters means you're the width you want to be. And effaced means that your lining of your cervix has gotten shorter and shorter and shorter. So now it's time. And I started hysterical crying like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't believe it. Like I'm there. I'm there. And, um, to make a long story short, um, the nurses and Rebecca got a call down from my OB saying, well, why doesn't she just try a practice push and let's see if there's any action going on down there? Because what I've since learned in going through all of this is that you really don't want to push until you're ready until it's time. Um, some people have like, if they're put, they push way before they're ready. And so that just means when you say time, that just basically means that the strongest, most overwhelming sensation in the woman's body is to push right that that there's nothing else that makes sense in that moment except to push right um and some people push before they feel that and that's when you start to get into some major problems with holy crap i was pushing for hours and hours and hours which is not good correct Mm -hmm. right so um So they wanted me to just do a practice push and just see if there was any movement down there and if it was really time to go. And I did a practice push and the nurses saw and because I was a rock star because I'd been practicing pushing for months (laughs) in Rebecca's yoga class, they said, holy crap, we're going to call your doctor down to come right now. So my doctor comes down. Rebecca's pushing one leg into my stomach. Adam's pushing. Was Adam pushing? The other? No, no, no. No, no. Adam was up by me because yes, uh, we can get into this in another podcast. Yeah. But Adam um, and I had talked about him seeing my vagina or not. He ended up, yes, he did see my vagina, which he'll tell you all about himself. Um, and that is also something that you establish early on as a doula is does the woman have a specific idea in mind of where her partner should be or where she wants her partner should not be. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or where, where she really wants her partner to be for that process, because some women are fine being completely open, exposed and vulnerable in that way. And other women have a very specific idea that they want their partner to stay up by their head, head and shoulders in their ear (laughs) and adoring them telling them lovely things. Right. So, yeah. So a nurse, a Cedar's lovely nurse named Angela had one of my legs and Rebecca had the other one of my legs and Adam was up by my head. And I just, the nurse, uh, my doctor came in and said, so I heard you did like a good practice push. Let me see one. I did another practice push and she said, holy crap, I'm going to put on my scrubs. We're going to have a baby in three minutes. And I was like, what? And Adam and I, I remember it like so clearly. We put our heads to each other 
like, you know, forehead to forehead. And he just said, I can't, I hope the baby, I hope our son is just like you. And I said, I hope our son is just like you. That made me cry. And then I pushed like a few more times. And isn't that what happened? Yeah, that's what happened. And Rebecca saw it. Yes. And I have tears in my eyes because (laughs) that is the moment I'm talking about why I'm a doula. Those moments, those sweet, tender moments. Who gets to witness that? I get to witness that. The best. That was the best.